all right. Um, as James said, my name is Brandon. I'm Brandon Hardman. I'm from Parkersburg, West Virginia. Yeah. Any, any West Virginians in the room? Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I see you, Charlie, Sarah. Um, yeah, so I grew up in Parkersburg, West Virginia. I ended up uh, going to Marietta College, graduated studying biology and psychology. I actually have two brothers. Uh, they're about nine and ten years older than me. And to tell a quick story, um, despite being younger, like substantially younger, like I know they could crush me, but I was definitely like a bully to them. I would tease them all the time. I would like break their Lego sets and everything. And um, so one time, I think they really wanted to get revenge on me. And I was five or six years old, and they had a friend over, unbeknownst to me. And this friend, he dressed up in like skeleton, a skeleton costume, like head to toe, like gloves, mask, everything, and hid under my bed. So I was just hanging out with my brothers, and they said, like, hey, did you hear that? There's a sound coming from your room. So, like, I go, I'm checking it out, I'm, like, walking by my bed, and all of a sudden this arm comes out and grabs my ankle, and just, like, I'm freaking out. It takes, it takes my sock. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Um, little set, like, yeah, I was scarred. And I, I swear for, like, the next year or more, I slept in the direct, like, middle of my bed so that the skeleton couldn't, like, reach his arms around and grab me. <laughs> Um, so that's like kind of a lighthearted story about like fear and how that's played out in my life. But you know, all of us wrestle with fear, with anxiety, with worry. Um, you know, in the past couple of years haven't been easy as far as like with COVID and the way that that's messed with our with our lives and like you know from political uh, tensions, racial trauma, and different things that we've experienced. All of us wrestle with fear on a weekly, maybe even daily basis. So I want to invite everyone. Um, has, has anyone in the past like week experienced like fear, anxiety, worry? Would you raise your hand? All right. What about today? Yeah, that's me too. I'm I'm nervous to be up here. So, <laughs> but it's 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 a real experience, and I know that it has a toll on us. To, you know, we carry it sometimes for far too long than we should, and you know, it's a real experience. It's valid. I don't want to take away from people who do need treatment and who do need to seek out like, help with that, because it is a, can be an even more serious thing. But I do believe that as Christians, as people who believe in God, we have the, the greatest reason to like, have peace and to be a people of peace. And so to look at what the Bible says about worry and peace, I want to look at uh, Philippians 4, verses 4 through 9. I'll have it up on the board, but if you have a Bible and prefer to read it, that would be great too. Oh, there we go. All right. So, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, Guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there's any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. So, I know I've read this before. Um, growing up in the church, I've read, do not be anxious about anything. I think I wanted to read it and think that just by reading it, it would cure all my anxieties. But, you know, 
surrounding this text is like is the answer to why we should have peace. So I want to talk about that. Why as Christians should we have more peace than anyone else? It's because Jesus Christ is our peace. He made peace. And so God created the universe and the earth, the skies, the ground, and everything around us. After that, we're told God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was good. I don't believe that in the beginning there was fear, there was worry, you know, or anything, because God had created everything, and there was no evil. God walked with man in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve, they had an unadulterated relationship with the creator of the universe, but the first people decided that they'd rather be of their own gods instead of trusting and obeying God himself. Now, all of us, we have a bend in some way to um, choose a life apart from God or think that we, we don't need God in different ways. Uh, Romans 3 and 5, or 3 and 6, say, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and the wages of sin is death. Our sin puts us against God, um, hostile to him in thought and action, and the Bible actually describes us as enemies of God prior to salvation. So of all things that produce anxiety and worry, a broken relationship with the creator of the universe should be like the number one thing on our mind. It should cause the most unease. But the best news is that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died in our place so that we could be turned from enemies to God to children of God, from hopeless to abounding in hope. Um, we, we sang about like, graves to gardens, bones into armies, like God is a transformer, he's a redeemer. So these truths are reality for those who have placed their faith in Jesus. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. And Romans 8 says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you received the spirit of adoption as sons and daughters. That's a lot. There's a lot of scripture. There's a lot of truth. But I do believe that being, you know, having peace and being rooted and grounded in it is it's essential to know what the truth about God is. I love these verses because it means that as Christians, those who believe in God, we don't have to fear for our lives. We are saved and per, per, uh, preserved in Christ. See, David put so much hope in God, they referred to him as a rock, as a fortress, as a safe retreat, a firm foundation. All these pictures of like, you know, imagine being in a storm and it's like, like battering your house or whatever, but you're thankful for the walls and like everything that keeps you dry, keeps you safe. I love that imagery and I love just like that God is unchanging and unmoving. So now that we know we have peace with God, what do we do? Because it isn't enough to acknowledge these truths and just go throughout our day and our weeks and expect to have a peaceful mind. I realize that for some, like I said, anxiety is a disorder and it's not something you can just find freedom from, from just wishful thinking or whatever. But I know that it's far easier for a lot of us to fall into like habits of just, just worry. Like we live in a culture where we complain a lot. We, you know, we even sometimes brag about what we're worried about, what we're fearing. And so uh, the road, you know, much more traveled, the one that's like paved is the one of worry, of negative thinking, of just constant, I don't know, orienting our thoughts towards what is wrong with the world and not what is true of God and true of us and him. So I want to propose that um, there is a way to experience the peace of God. And while I talked about the truth that we are grounded in, grounded in Paul does describe um, how we can hold that and experience that in Christ. 
So Paul begins with the words back in Philippians. Okay, yeah. Um, Paul begins with, Rejoice in the Lord always. In fact, these words are used 16 times out of the 104 verses in this letter. He uses the Greek words for joy and rejoicing 16 times. That's a lot of joy for a man who's writing a letter from prison. But Paul didn't stay trapped in the fear and worry of what he couldn't control. He focused on what was constant. The peace of God, which he said surpasses all understanding, is awesome because it doesn't change or alter based on if you're having the best or worst day. It stays the same and is ever-present. So Paul was able to hold in remembrance all that God had done for him, the hope of being with Christ one day, and the joy it is to even know God as his father, friend, and redeemer. And Paul goes on to say other ways that we stay rooted in the goodness of God. We pray to God and bring a request to him knowing he hears us, and even if it's not answered immediately or in our lifetime, we know he's still God and we're still his people. Prayer brings us into communion with God. Paul just, or David describes it as being in the secret place with God, a place that you can't, you can't take that away. You can't take communion with God away if he is there in spirit. Um, finally, in verses 8 through 9, Paul tells, us, tells the church to meditate, to think about and hold in your mind what is true, what is honorable, what is just, what is pure, lovely, and so on. Why? Because these things are from God and they are eternal, unlike many of the things that bog us down and cause us stress. Paul said that to set the mind on the things of the flesh is death, to set the mind on the things of the spirit is life and peace. And I think we can see that, that as we focus on what is wrong with our lives, what is wrong with the world, um, if you watch the news long enough, you know that like, I feel like you just get like, anxious, you get worried, um, you get bogged down with the negativity. And so there's just power in what we, what we put our minds to. It's like if you look in the mirror every day and say, you know, you say you're nothing, then you're going to believe that. But if you continue to, to meditate on and think on, um, think on who you are and God, who God is, and the goodness of God, then that will change um, the way that you see life and the way that you go through life. I'm passionate about others knowing and experiencing the peace of God because I've personally experienced it in my own life. Um, back in my senior year of high school, I came to know God, and it wasn't long after that that I uh, met a girl in church, and we started dating, and it was great. It was like my first, I think, like positive relationship that I'd been in, and it was, it was so good, and like everyone was excited for us and everything, and we ended up getting like engaged after a year of dating. Um, it was about nine months after being engaged, and we were waiting to graduate to get married, but it was nine months after we were engaged that she um, started developing obsessive-compulsive disorder. And this attacked the way that she saw God, attacked the way that she saw like work because she thought she had to do everything correct and to the T. And so it was really a hindrance on her relationship with God, but also our relationship. Because um, we were planning, you know, in our minds, we were like, we were dreaming together. We were like making plans for marriage, for a wedding, for, for you know, life. And so there were expectations and dreams and hopes that we had. And unfortunately, like those, those things are good, but sometimes they don't get carried out. Um, so as I watched her struggle more and more with mental illness, I myself, like we, we grew apart and um, you know, just really impacted our relationship. And our relationship at the time, I'd say, was, 
was good, but it was also something I put too much stock in, too much investment in. But as I was slowly pulled away, the only thing I had left was God, was my faith. Because God was constant, because he was um, unchanging, unmoving, um, my faith was in him. I trusted that he is faithful. He's someone that doesn't cast us out whenever we're struggling because Christ died while we were yet sinners. And so this was a substantial experience in my own life. And yeah, I struggled. There were some days where I wanted to lie in bed all day. There were days where I just wanted to run away from the situation. And praise be to God that like she got better, she recovered. Uh, we didn't stay together. And that you know, there's still things about that situation that linger with me. We all carry our own baggage and, you know, things we're healing from. But I want people to know that God is the one, like I said, the one thing that is unchanging, unmoving, is our hope and our peace. Uh, we can have hope in knowing him and seeing him one day. And so for all of you, yeah, Jesus is there with open arms. He wants us. He wants all of you, every part of you. He's not scared by your mess or your sin the storm you're facing right now. He's calling you to himself to live in the knowledge that he is your peace and then that peace can be found in rejoicing, praying, and meditating on God and total surrender to him. So to close, I want to ask a couple questions for reflection, even give um, a, maybe, do we have a couple minutes? Yeah. Just give a couple minutes, think about, do you have peace with God? Have you trusted God as your Lord and Savior? Are there worries, anxieties, or fears that you haven't brought or surrendered to God? And what keeps you from doing so? Why are you holding on? How can you strive to live in the peace of God today? Is that by like embodying joy, praying and everything, and focusing on God's goodness? So, give a couple minutes. you all will continue to think about these things, but I just want to pray us out real quick. Father God, thank you so much for this day.
thank you for bringing us all here, Lord. Thank you for the new faces. And um, I would just thank you for your goodness. We thank you that you died on the cross for our sins, Jesus, that you give us freedom from sin, freedom from fear, slavery to fear. God, I pray that um, you would just bound in love in all these people's lives, Lord, that they would be rooted and grounded in who you are in your love and the knowledge that you bring peace between, yeah, us and you. Um, thank you, Lord, for who you are. Pray that you would just draw us deeper in relationship with you and preserve us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks to our listeners for tuning into this episode of the 180 Podcast, a production of Crew in Southeast Ohio. If you enjoyed this episode, please give it a like, a share, or leave an encouraging comment, and that will go a long way toward helping others hear about the podcast. The podcast isn't the only thing that we do. Whether you're a student living on campus or if you're still at home studying virtually, we'd encourage you to check us out on social media to hear more about what's going on. You can follow us on Instagram at crew at OU, or to learn more about who we are and what we do, head over to our website, crew at OU.org. We'd encourage you if you visit the site to complete our involvement form to get more connected to all the things that are happening. Thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next Thursday for another episode of the